Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. She's going around the corner. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a couple of new people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. We should date. What? Date. As if we should date sometime. You know, socially. Go ahead and kick it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. <laughs> You're pretty sick, Chubbs. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2. The Odyssey app. And live. You are looking live at my balding head on YouTube. Make sure while you're there, you go subscribe to 1080 The Fan. We're at 939 subscribers. Let's go, people. What happened after we got off the air on Friday? Nobody else picked up the slack? Nobody else did. We're the only ones carrying weight around here. My back's hurting. Uh, we have eight eight likes on the show so far. So, you know, that's awesome. And a moment ago... What does that mean, by the way? You can like the video as you're watching it. There's like a thumbs up or a oh, thumbs like down. Oh, like a daily likes yeah, thing? Yeah, like oh, a daily okay, okay, like. Okay. Yes, we have eight likes on the show today. <laughs> Only eight. And uh, there was a moment ago, we lost one, but a moment ago... Yeah. We had 69 viewers oh, during the commercial hey, break. That's pretty nice. Now it's 68. Oh, I saw... Oh, no, we're back to 69. Nice. See, I saw during the break before paid, it was at like 80, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great, here we go. Things are going Hanging good. out with us this yeah, morning. People are in and out, man. Uh, so watch the show on YouTube if you can. Uh, we, we love all of you, no matter how you consume the show. Utah and Washington is a game we have not talked much about, and I would like to start the final hour there. I'm I'm starting to slowly be honest with everybody here. I kind of hate Mondays at this I'm point. Over, I'm too overwhelmed. There's too much. There's so much football and yeah. so much going on. Like I, I just don't feel like we get to enough of it. There's so much more meat on the bone of the Oregon State storylines going into this weekend, the game day stuff. We, we kind of just touched the surface of Oregon and their win over USC, which at the start of the year felt like the biggest game on their entire schedule. And now it's like, ah, an afterthought, you won by nine, let's move on. Utah, I, I liked Utah's ability to cover the spread this weekend because I thought it was going to be kind of ugly, low-scoring, rainy, run the ball, milk the clock. Was not the case at all. Could not have been more wrong on that. And at halftime of that game, I'm kind of following it on my phone on my drive down. I was trying to find it on the radio, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And I get down, I'm watching the second half. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait to come in and trash Washington's defense on Monday. I can't. With 28 in the first half to Utah? You kidding me? Pig farmers torching you? What's happening in Seattle? <laughs> and then they shut him out in the second half, and he was like 3 of 14 and threw a pick, and they had a safety, and it's like, damn it. No, I can't criticize. Really great performance from their defense, well, man. I mean, that was embarrassing in the first half, getting torched like that. Utah's not that good of an offense, but the way that they made adjustments and shut them down, it won them the game in the second half. It, it certainly did, and you give them a ton of credit as a group. I'm not, I'm also not going to say it's embarrassing to give up 28 to Utah. That, that We know what that defense is. It's those two halves, right? Yeah. That defense, at times, we saw it against Oregon, for whatever reason, at times, they can just step up and make a play. And mostly uh, throughout the, the rest of the game, 
they have the ability to also give up big plays, big runs, big passes, et cetera, which is what you saw in the first half. I thought that game summed up their defense perfectly. <laughs> like, this is who, exactly who they it's are. It's exactly who they are. They're in between what the first half was and what the second <laughs> half was. They're certainly not the second half, and I don't think they're as bad as the first half. They're sure. in between that. Uh, what's what's funny about that is the blurb you just dropped there. We have to talk about how a kid thinks it's okay to drop the football at the three-yard line. <laughs> how does any athlete ever? I'm uh, Deshaun Jackson, you name Thank it. You. Yeah. Kalen Clay. I don't know how players drop the football before they cross the line. And I forget the kid's name who made the pick. It was a sensational play by him, and it would have iced the game in the moment. But what he should be thankful for in the in in, in that game and post game and today, his defense, like the first play of that recovered fumble, caused that safety. Because if they don't get that stop and Utah goes down and scores, that kid oh, is living in hell for a week. All timer. And and I still think he's got a lot of egg on his face. But I just don't know how any athlete. How do you have any awareness at all to drop the football at the three-yard line? How can you not tell? Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, I saw it in real time. How did you follow your teammate to the end zone and see him drop the ball and just go to dance with him? <laughs> we were watching it together doing the pregame show because we had a little screen for the second half of the game. We were all yelling at each other that he dropped the ball early. I Why did too. Are... Am I just alive? And ball? they're just showing him celebrate. We're like, who's got the football? Did anybody pick up the football? We're what? like yelling at the screen. Dirt Benetti did it. Benetti was like, and, and I I think that's a live, I think it's a live ball. And they're still on him. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's a live ball. And a that Utah one, player got it. That one wasn't even close, too. Like some of them are like, ooh, that was like maybe an inch too early or a half a year. That was like the three-yard line. It really was the three when he started to like My let God. go of the ball to drop it. I don't and, – and, and I love, by the way, the broadcast. I know we're not really talking about the game, but the broadcast had the line of, you know, he's never really been in the position to return it to the house. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why do you drop the ball into – I seriously, I don't uh, – if I'm – I'm trying to think. I've never I'd scored punt the a ball into the stands is what I would do. I'm no, dropping the I ball at the one. I would hold that ball until I run to the back of the end zone. There's uh, yeah. no hand it to the official. Yeah, there. Well, and even still, it's like there's no inclination of letting that ball go until I'm five yards plus deep into the paint. There, that, I just can't even imagine the thought process going through your head. There's two things in, in staring at a girl already, dude. Damn. There's two things in football I'm just blown away by. One is absolutely that that play still happens, and the second is that receivers have still not been taught for whatever stupid reason, in college especially, always come back to play the football because the DB is almost always never turned around and you would just have incidental contact and you would get the benefit of the flag. Those are two things that I'm just like, how are we not taught these things to not exist anymore? It was, I mean, to have that moment, then you get the safety and the immediate aftermath of it. So you end up getting, I mean, it turns into a positive play to a certain extent. Well, that was the game. I mean, I mean, it really felt like 33 yeah. to 28 at the time. That would have been, what, 40 to 28, right, if the yeah. pick six stands. Instead, then you get the safety. It's 35-28. But then you have the chance to ice the game with a minute and 30 left, and you they block the field goal. And so all of a sudden, now you got to get another stop. It was a roller coaster. I, mean, I can't even imagine what Washington fan is going through in those moments because again you're up by 12 the games like Utah's not throwing their way back into that game in the second half instead the safety allows them to kind of hang around then they block the field goal there's still a shot can I just give a PSA to quarterbacks out there listening which there probably are not many but there is nothing that bothers me more than having no timeouts 
Like, this is a do-or-die situation. Game is essentially on the line, and you're throwing checkdowns with no timeouts. Like, there's nothing. Like, throw the ball into triple coverage for all I care. Dinking and dunking two-yard passes like Utah did on that last drive. I know Barnes is limited. Like, they had a fourth and ten, and he threw a checkdown to a running back out of the – like, just throw it up. I know. Maybe you get a P.I. Maybe a guy makes a play. Like, maybe something – you have no chance in converting that. It drives me nuts when quarterbacks do that. And I I, I certainly – I want to give Dylan Johnson a lot of credit. He did again to Utah what he did to Oregon. He got over 100 yards, which – makes a massive difference when a team is so pass happy the uh, happy the way Washington is. Uh that being said and again, I am not trying to indicate at all the outcome is different. Questionable moment in this game at the end there and Kyle Whittingham and the broadcast including Brock Heward, former Husky, all kind of saying the same thing as I was at home. How do you call offensive pass interference on Utah there? At the end. Do you yeah, know what I'm talking I about? I know what you're talking about. Late in that game, they had a play where they caught the out, they got the first down, yeah. and they called that guy for pass interference offensive, and they showed the replay. They barely touched each other as he broke out, and I just, the ASU flag, that kind of pickup of a flag, I just was like, uh, what's going on in Seattle where these refs make these weird decisions? I don't know, but it was a good win for Washington. I don't care about the spread. Overall, I kind of expected a game like this. Mm-hmm. Utah's feisty. They're well coached. I think since that USC game, and I know Oregon just destroyed them the next week, I think for the most part they have confidence right now, even with Barnes. And so Washington survives again and does exactly what they need to do. You have got to be ecstatic if you're a Husky fan, seeing what that defense did to Utah in the second half. Zero points after 28 in the first. I don't know who would have guessed that. Just keep winning, man. That's all. Like, don't pay attention to polls and rankings and where your team's at or who you're. But like, if you went out, everything will take care of itself. You're in the playoff. That's all you need to focus on right now. If you're a Husky fan, that game, I there's a lot. I I was wrong on a lot of stuff this weekend. Like, certain games did not go the way at all that I thought they would. And while the style of this game was a little bit different than I thought, we set up like we knew this could be a dogfight, yeah. man. Utah's not 35 to six worse than Oregon. Oregon just had a day where they put it all together. Their defense is a little more dominant, and they were able to kind of you know suck the life out of. Utah as the game went on. This is one you knew was going to be a dogfight. Utah's feisty. Kyle Whittingham's one of the best coaches in the country, and they were going to be up for the game, and it was. Turned out to be a dogfight. You made enough plays in the end to win. That's all that matters. I know you'd rather Oregon be in a position to not be able to lose another game, and you'd rather be undefeated every time. But, Mm -hmm. like, there is a certain thing about being undefeated that I just commend teams that can get through it. College football especially, it's just such a weird sport this way. It's, It's not easy, man. Like, this isn't an excuse for Washington. This is just a A week in and week out, every team you face, every single one, is aimed at you. You are the highest-ranking team in your conference. You haven't lost yet. And so, yeah, should they be close games against Stanford and ASU? Uh, Probably not, although if you're Chip Kelly, maybe. Um, (laughs) Yeah, those are the two outliers. Like, USC, Utah, whatever. Like, the ASU-Stanford games were the outliers of their schedule. But, but, and, and again... Oregon loses to UW, it's emotional, it's heartbreaking, but in a way, you go back to the facility and you kind of go, regroup. Washington is just like, okay, you win. Hey, man, big man on campus. You win again. Hey, man, big man on campus. It's like every week, there's an expectation that you can't lose, and so there is an element of getting through this, and I don't know what's going to happen this weekend in Corvallis, but there's an element of just getting through it and being undefeated at this point. I, I, I tip my cap to it, man. It's It's got to be mentally exhausting 
to be 10-0, and especially in a conference that's never had a team go undefeated through it. Yeah, in the Pac-12 era, there's not been a 9-0 and conference play team. A bunch of teams went undefeated in the Pac-10 era, Pac-8 era, if right. you go that far right. back. But Pac-12 era, nobody since, when did that start? 2011 yep. was the first 11, year, 12, so 12 nobody's years. been able to go 9-0. and We'll see if Washington can do it. Uh, it's going to be their last big test. They're going to smoke Washington State in the Apple Cup. I don't really have any doubts about that. This weekend, though, cannot wait. 4.30 in Corvallis. Um, all right, let's get to a couple of NFL notes we haven't talked about yet, including one of the bigger surprises, at least to me, of the weekend, uh, and another one where, yeah, that's a good reminder. We'll get to those next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There's a red house over yonder. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, the fan. Oh, feeling very overwhelmed today. Too much to get to, not enough time. Mondays are tough. Let me ask you the bigger storyline of the NFL weekend. And maybe there's one for you that outweighs both of these. But I thought the two big takeaways that I have were the questioning of, are the Houston Texans legitimate contenders? <laughs> like, like are, are we there? Like, that win, I, it shouldn't shock me, but it did to a certain extent going into Cincinnati and beating a Bengal team, which, by the way, they now have the same record as the Cincinnati Bengals at 5-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Or the 49ers, who everybody left for dead after losing three in a row, going into Jacksonville and winning 34-3. to They have now beat the Cowboys and the Jags by what, a combined 74 to 13, or what, what was it, 42 10, I think was the final of the Dallas game. What was the bigger storyline this weekend? Uh, I think it's the Pastronaut going 2 0 with the Vikings, <laughs> knocking the Derek Carr out, and Minnesota now in their next three games has a real opportunity here. See, and what, what did I say last week? They got a chance to rattle some dubs off. Look, I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect from him. I kind of expected the opposite, and he went out there and they got off to a monster lead again, and they had to hold off the Saints with. Jameis, but they did it. The impressive thing about this is Dobbs is he should be winning an award this year, but he won't. And I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to gamble on it after the show. Dobbs twin comeback player of the year to me is a done deal, but they still have this weird Demar Hamlin thing that if he plays at all, they're just going to give him the award. And I, I don't like it. I feel like comeback player of the year is a pretty good award, and you should actually have to to, to play most yeah. of the season. Yeah, he's going to go through two teams in one year and actually maybe lead one of the teams to a playoff. 
I'm with you, though, on Houston. It's Houston over San Francisco between your two teams. It's it's not remotely close. San Francisco doing that to Jacksonville. I know you picked them. A lot of pick, you know, gambling people like that game. They bludgeon Jacksonville. <laughs> and, again, I will just maintain, I don't trust Doug Peterson. And I think Trevor Lawrence, it's time to have a real conversation. What is Trevor Lawrence in the National Football League? That being said, Houston winning at Cincinnati, nobody saw that. Nobody. Who did? Yeah, maybe cover the spread, but maybe. not win outright. You, you, yeah. How many people were gambling money line Houston Texans to win that? And after that touchdown they gave them the first quarter, they dominated that football game. They did. Cincinnati was in comeback mode. Stroud, another rookie record of most passing yards through two weeks. He joins a list of luck, of Cam Newton, like led, you know, historical figures at that position. And and by the way, they're balanced. They can run the football with Singletary. Uh, obviously, we we know what they have weapons-wise when he's throwing the football. And defensively, I thought their pass rush did a pretty good job mm-hmm. getting and putting pressure on Joe Burrow. They're plus 240 to make the playoffs. I know. Maybe you can't trust them. They lost to the Panthers three weeks ago. I mean, they're only a game behind Jacksonville, and they have a head-to-head win over Jacksonville in the division. Do you know who's in the playoffs right now and who's not? <laughs> in the AFC? In the AFC. Do you know who's in the playoffs and well, who's Cleveland's not? Well, Cleveland's definitely in now. Yep. I think Pittsburgh's probably a back-end playoff team. Yes. Uh, is Cincinnati still in? Cincinnati is out. Yeah. Buffalo is out. Yeah. The Chargers are out. The Jets are out. Like, you go through the list of teams not in it, and it's still early, but Houston's in. It's wild. I would take a flyer on him. I think they're well-coached, and he's the real deal. He looks good, man, C.J. Stroud. Back-to-back weeks, man. He looks incredible. On your Jets, uh, or, or on not your Jets note, but your uh, your astronaut note of Dobbs, the, the pastronaut. Yeah. Why did the, I mean, what are the, why did you not make that trade if you're the Jets? Uh, you could be asking that about Cleveland, too, who had sure, him actually. But at least Cleveland away. won this weekend, at least. In spite in the, of their quarterback. I know, in spite of him, but at least they're 6-3, and three and they appear to be going in the right direction. What they, about Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, too. <laughs> but, like, I am like I didn't watch any of that Jets game last night. Promises made, promises kept. It wasn't fun. It, it looked horrible. I'm it just was. looking at the box score of Zach Wilson. I guess he sucked again. I'm oh, shocked he, I, by I, that. It was... He had like it was funny. There was like two drives where he would just kind of start to get going, and oh, pick yeah. just, that decision <laughs> right when Zach you again. think he's figuring he, it he out. He almost ran a tutty in, but he, he stepped out of bounds of at the four yard line, yeah. and it's just they didn't score a touchdown. That that whole thing. If is... you had a quarterback with a functioning pulse, you're like the Jets' defense is legitimate. It's very good. I don't know what was worse, yeah. Zach Wilson in the offense or Rob Sala's beard dye job, because that thing was, <laughs> man, he just I did d- that. I did have a little conspiracy. That was way too dark, man. He I'm sorry. He looks like our intern's uh, trolley account, the picture on that. Go put those two <laughs> pictures next to each other. What is it, Beaver Dam or Dam? Digital Dam. Put those two pictures next to each other, and they're identical. He so, does. So he's the next Just for Men spokesperson. Yes, I, I think he I, is. I, 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 Good for him. I couldn't tell. I, <laughs> I haven't really been paying attention to the beard color all year, so good I, for you. I have guys. a theory, oh, and I'm going to throw this out to you, and it's not an NFL game theory in any way. There was a report from Sunday Night Football that you missed, Dirt, that Melissa Stark says that Rodgers told him, quote, he'll be, he's aiming to be back mid-December. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't want to talk about this, and I don't want to give any thoughts on it after what I'm saying what I'm saying until I actually see him on the field because my theory is it's all bull. Why would it be all bull? Nobody likes to be talked about more than that dude. That dude saw Taylor Swift get attention and then instantly jumped and called her boyfriend Mr. Pfizer. Anytime he can get attention and be talked about, he will do it. If you really believe a guy full-on popped and snapped his Achilles in September 
and is going to be playing in an NFL game in December, I have beachfront property in Idaho. I just, I'll believe it when I see it, and then I'll sell you that house if it happens. I think he only did this to be talked about for the next month and a half. That's my theory. His it's, career will I'm be with over. you on that theory. It's not happening, and he's on only on doing this to get first take and get up and ESPN and all these shows <laughs> to just talk about what Rodgers will mean to the Jets if he comes back in mid-December. Uh, last NFL thought that I have, by the way, I, I endorse that opinion. Uh, last NFL thought that I have, you know, there was a defense the last two weeks that got healthy. And their head coach said, "This is what this is what we are when we're healthy. We're a we're a dangerous team. Look how dominant we could be." That healthy defense gave up 41 points and 533 yards of offense on their home field this weekend. And I will once again ask the question: If not now, when does Brandon Staley get fired? They played an offense with a you know actual quarterback this weekend. They gave up 41. Herbert has had a down year this year. There's no doubting that he's been a little disappointing. I think the finger injury is having something to do with that. I thought Romo highlighted it well on the broadcast. That was one of the best games that I have ever seen Justin Herbert play. Piss me off. He was on absolute fire yesterday. Like just even like four or five incompletions were hitting dudes on the hands, yeah. and they couldn't make catches in tight coverage. He scored 38 points, had 323 yards, and four touchdowns. And his defense gave up 41 and they lost. What are we waiting for? Well, it's the Spanos family, so they're probably waiting to the end of the year to save themselves like an extra $810,000. For some grocery store coupons. They need those Winco coupons, so they got to wait till February to fire him. Like, I, he literally bragged the last two I weeks, know. my defense is healthy. This is what we look like when we're healthy. And then you play a team with a pulse and you give up 533 total yardage and 41 points. Uh, Joey Bosa, he recorded one tackle. Yeah, he's healthy, finally healthy. And God. he had one tackle for loss. He finally just, healthy. Yeah. Look it's like out. a mill and a half per tackle this season for him, isn't it? Good God. Dude, he's been really good in his career. His brother is so much better than him. So much You're better. Not wrong. And, so and, much better. And here's the other part of this. He's definitely the Jason Kelsey of that family, but uh, it's a less less successful family overall, those Bosas. Well, that's sexiest man alive, Jason Kelsey, so why don't you correct yourself there, okay? You're damn right it is. According to People Magazine. Hey, hey, if a chubby guy can win sexiest man alive that i guess we've uh we've come a little ways in 2023 i'm so mad at the lions for not winning that game by by 10 points or more they were up 14 in this they were up early it felt like they were gonna run away with it i mean you know how i feel about herbert i i like herbert i didn't abandon herbert but in that game f herbert i was so upset <laughs> as a lions gambler as, we could tell as a lions a painful gambler. ties a oh, painful push it was ridiculous they should have won this game by a touchdown or more because those were not the same teams but herbert was the only thing yes keeping the charges around in it I, look i think they're going to move on from that guy i don't think there's anything he can accomplish outside of getting to a super bowl or a conference championship game that saves that job i hope so man but you're it's a cheap credit. ass it's a cheap ass ownership group so yep. i think that's why you're not seeing a move made <laughs> at least yet really quickly i want to get this on the record because i feel like there have just been some terrible officiating calls throughout the nfl season that have affected the outcomes of games but specifically and i'm not saying the jets should have won but robert sala was trying to call a timeout you know with about 19 20 seconds left in the game of sunday night football they were at the 40 50 yard line would have had a shot with 20 seconds as opposed to having like 12 or 13, which is what they were left with. The refs just said F you. So, so I am really starting to notice in 2023 mm. just the lapse of absolute officiating competency. And I'm I'm starting to wonder. It's like, no, I'm not going all tinfoil hat here, but I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Are guys actually getting disciplined? Like, just seems like, ah, all right, it happened. Move on. It's yeah, weird. it's an issue, man. It's an issue in the NFL where there's not accountability on bad. Like, college is a little bit different. But first off, NFL officials should be full-time. You should have a ref that is the overseer in the booth 
booth every game. That's how you fix things. An immediate replay, he buzzes <laughs> down and says that was a foul or wasn't a foul. Like, this is a very simple fix, but also you have to hold people accountable. Like, if a player makes mistakes and is not performing and throwing picks or missing tackles, he's going to get cut. And if you have a bad official week in and week out, like, there's no... They get they get interviewed by a pool reporter. Yeah, That's just, all we get. Yeah, you get like two questions on those things. Burkhardt had a funny line. They had to go to commercial because they were replaying whether something was a fumble. And as they're going to commercial, Kevin Burkhardt's like, "Well, I I guess we're going to review this, even though we just saw that it's that it is a fumble." And yeah. then they just went to break. You could just hear Kevin Burkhardt pissed off and annoyed. You just have somebody in the booth. It buzzes down. It's not earpiece. Fumble. No fumble. Move yeah. on. Or hey, you missed a pass interference there. Throw a flag down on the ground. Or hey, pick that flag up. That wasn't pass interference. It's a very easy fix. But they won't do it for some stupid reason. Uh, let's dive back into college football, including a poll question that I put up last night. How do we feel about it? We'll dive into that coming up next. But first, here's Schultz with Sports Center. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080, The Fan. Well, we got a couple of poll questions up at Dirt and Spray on Twitter if you want to go vote. I was curious to throw this out. So I know this is something that Oregon State fan has dealt with all year, and they came out with a change to the uh, playoff format saying that the Pac-2 can't get an automatic qualifying spot in the college football playoff. I don't believe that's official yet, but I don't it's think it is that way, yes. Which, I mean, you got to do that. You can't, you can't let an AQ spot go to one of two teams. So there had to have been a change there. There still will be a pathway to them depending on how the conference stuff looks and all that. But I know this has been a fear of Oregon State fan all Like, with the conference realignment, what is going to happen? Washington fans, I'm sure, will go through this as well of like, hey, Kalen DeBoer, he's going to be an attractive name out there. Oregon fan, we are as you know battered and bruised as you could be as a fan base yeah, because we've had a lot of coaches that have left. You know the last time Oregon had a coach who was there for five years was Mike Bellotti? I was going to guess Bellotti. They have not because Chip was there for four, Helfrich was four, Taggart was one. Crystal Ball was four, and now we're in, obviously, year two of landing. So I was just curious, which fa- I threw this out, which fan base should be most worried about losing their head coach? 
The answer to me is none of them. I don't think any of them are going anywhere. But if you play the game, Jonathan Smith is running away with it right now at 47%. I was kind of surprised by that. Well, I I, I don't believe Jonathan would leave this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my st- stance on this is, unfortunately, I think they're going to find a way to not allow the Washington State, Oregon State to be possible next year, even if you say, you know, highest ranking team, whatever the the – the wording would be for I, your at-large bid or whatever. Yeah, I'm not convinced their schedule will be hard enough for them to get enough respect to be in that conversation. That's fair. Um, certainly, Washington State today doesn't look like a program that'll do much of anything next year. And and, and this was kind of my fear. And reading about this on Friday afternoon was a little discouraging. Kind of flew under the radar this weekend with all these changes potentially coming. Um, I wouldn't vote Jonathan, and I I would say because I I think Jonathan at least waits another year or two to see what the landscape is. If he goes into next year and there's not a pathway, I could see maybe it's starting to kind of go, okay, what are we dealing with here? Because then players are going to start to go, oh, I can't compete, and I have to – and I I worry that's when it hits. If I had to vote for one there – that's a hard one. It is really. I ended up voting for my coach. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I ended up voting for my coach. Well, but okay. So here's the thing that I don't get. I don't know how Mario could leave two years ago. Willie did the lying in front of the media, and it, albeit one year. Mm-hmm. And then you also had Chip. I I I don't know how we still have Duck fan that goes no. This I can't see it. Like I can't see it either. But I don't dismiss the idea that it definitely could happen oh, if for sure. A&M comes in and says, we'll give you 3% ownership stake in this oil company <laughs> and $88 million and make you the third highest paid college football coach in every resource imaginable. But I would also respond, and this has been my only criticism of the Oregon athletic situation. If if you really wanted to, and and coaching is important, you can pay your coach more money. And Oregon's never really been one of those. They don't underpay their coaches, but they're also not jumping to pay their coaches the way some of the other programs do. Mm-hmm. You could certainly say that's a good thing. Look what it got him in Dan Lanning. But I think right now, of all the names I've seen on the list, and don't forget there's going to be guys that emerge that we don't talk about, it's, it's Lanning and it's not particularly close for me. Hmm. I don't want Lane Kiffin. I don't want Urban Meyer. I don't. Not sure about Elko yet. It's a good job at Duke. Can we do it for like a little longer? And you can say Lanning, but Lanning has the pedigree of Georgia defense, instant gratification and recruiting. And oh, by the way, yeah, no Pac-12 title game yet, but kind of on his way to a Pac-12 title game, if not the conference title in general and maybe a playoff. I just, if I was to pick one of the group of names, I'd go him. Here's what I would say. You're not, like, I brought that up earlier. Any Duck fan who wants to just cover their eyes and act like there's no chance it could happen, I go ahead and bury your head in the sand all you want. Do I think, would I bet, would I put my money on saying he is going to leave? No, I don't think he's going. I think the Mario situation was an alma mater. Like, of all the jobs to open up, there was a handful of them. I think his mom was also sick. His mom sick was sick. Like, dude, there's yeah. just ties in there. Like, there's no tie to Dan Lanning going to Texas A&M. They're going to throw a bag of cash at him. He will be near the top of the list. That is a reality. And it's a it's a world that you just have to... You have to embrace because it comes with success. It's the same thing with Kalen DeBoer. It's the same thing with Jonathan Smith. You know who we were talking about in this light a month and a half ago who was no longer getting referenced at all? 
Jake Dickert. A month and a half ago, we thought, hey, is Jake Dickert leaving? Is that why they're sucking? Is he starting to sniff around other jobs? Now they've lost six games in a row, and I didn't even put him in the poll question because they can't win right now. So well, nobody... who would want this? Exactly. You know? So that's like it's a it's a good problem to have because it means that you're having success at your program. I don't think he's just going to jump for a pile of cash. Here's what I, you brought up something there, though, that I am curious about, and that is what's going to happen this offseason? So if he gets, like, let's just, the dream scenario for Oregon, you win this weekend, you win against Oregon State, you go to a college football playoff after beating Washington. That's a dream scenario. If that happens, I think that dude's going to be able to walk into the athletic department and put down an empty check and say, here's what I want. He's, and he just got extended. He though. just got extended last year. You know why he got extended? It was because Auburn was open, and we went through this last year. They Auburn was going to sniff it around. Yeah. He went from I think four million to six point seven seven. It'll be seven by twenty twenty. Yeah. So he's yeah. nearing seven million. If you if you look at seven million dollars, that puts you in borderline top fifteen coaches in the country. Yeah, yeah. And this year, if A and M comes with the bag, he makes the playoff. Like, dude, he's going to get a new deal. And I they're going to rewrite it, and he's going to make ten million dollars a year. Oregon will pay. They're yeah. going to have to up it sooner because it sounds like just I was. Just just looking at the workings of that contract, it's like closer to the end is when you start to get. I think he's at four point six or seven now, and he has two hundred thousand dollar a year escalators essentially plus bonuses that'll. Get yeah, what, what I find interesting here, and I know we're already against it, which is kind of the definition of the Monday show. The but theme like, of the day. I, I find it interesting. None of us said DeBoer. None of us kicked around the idea of DeBoer, and largely with Washington, I feel like it's Michael Penix and Washington, whereas. Interesting. It's Dan Lanning in Oregon. And I'm not saying DeBoer doesn't deserve credit. I'm I just my takeaway when I hear Washington stuff is like it's a lot of Penix. And look, Penix has been great. But none of us voted DeBoer here. Why? I, I he might be I'll go check the poll. Is he the lowest results of the question of the uh, ones you put on there? He is Lanning is somehow the lowest, and I don't get So that's that, Duck but, fan you know. burying their heads in the sand doing the thing where yeah. like, no way, my coach gonna leave, he's loyal. Like, well, no, you've already been trounced by the whole loyalty's not real thing. I don't think he's leaving. I don't think any of them are leaving. But it's interesting none of us mentioned DeBoer. Isn't that funny? Like, and Wash- he, he doesn't get mentioned the way that other coaches get mentioned. It's not his fault. It's the fact that Washington isn't the hot stepping stool that Oregon's become. I mean, two national championships, obviously not, you know, since Helfrich left. But big prominence as compared to Washington. Yeah, they got to the CFP in 2016. But Oregon's just been there more. So. But he's the last. They're the, well, but he's had a better start in his job than Lane has. You can't. He's bested landing twice. I don't yes. disagree, but and he took over a program that was not as ready to <laughs> win. Four and eighteen as May- Oregon maybe. was with landing. Yeah, I know we got to go. Maybe yeah. this is the frustration of Duck fans here. Everything that every single coach since Helfrich has done has been helped by Nike money, and this Oregon prominence, at least you know, from Mario Cristobal, from Willie Taggart leaving. It's like, oh, look at the success that they've had there, at least with Cristobal. That money is here. It's not at the other schools. So maybe Duck fans are just kind of getting sick of this. Like, it, it may not be so much like head in the sand. It's just like, God, I am so tired of this that people aren't looking at Oregon as just like it's more than a stepping stool here. And this money ain't available. I, I get it. They got they got cash, but they don't have Nike cash down at College Station. You're listening to too many trolls, man. You got to get off social media. That's that's the problem. And it's a problem in society. But yeah, it You're is right. funny. A lot of people don't. You just don't even really entertain the notion. When but... you hear Washington, do you think DeBoer or Penix first? Because I think when you talk Oregon, Dan Lanning is a name you hear all the time nationally, locally. It's hey, how about the Huskies? How I think about it's Penix's because season. Like yeah. it's not. 
as DeBoer driven as you would have think with this start. I don't disagree with you there. I think a lot of it is personalities. Like I think DeBoer's just more, DeBoer to me is more of a Jonathan Smith, like a really smart X's and O's he's guy. Flip, uh, he's yeah, not yeah, in yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah. There's not the yeah. talk with your helmet yes. video before Colorado games. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. <laughs> Lanning has those. He had, there was a moment of him celebrating with I think it was Evan Williams on the field where right. he's like punching like chest. Yeah, you can yeah. see the veins coming out. Like he's just that kind of guy, and so I think that's going to get people uh, talking a little bit more. We got another poll question. We'll answer it. We'll send you off on your way on a Monday next on the fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, it's three in the morning, and my mouth feels like fire. This is Dirt and Sprague, gone 1080, the fan. A long time to daylight. Well, now everybody's fired up about whose coach is leaving, whose coach is going to be loyal, who's bailing. Well, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd add to this too. I don't know if it's you or I that fired up. People just getting fired up in general. Just fired up in general. Nobody likes the idea of their coach leaving. I certainly it, get it. It I, pisses I everybody off if you throw out any name of like, if you're, if Lanning's not going anywhere, Smith's not going anywhere, DeBoer's not going anywhere. It's like, dude, I don't have that approach. I don't think, again, I don't think any of them are leaving. If you ask me to put money on it, but don't ever say that your coach isn't going anywhere. This is college football and money talks, man. <laughs> And this is how it works. I think at one point, Dirt was with all of you, and then he got bit, and he was like, I'm done Dude, believing. I did that with Mario two years ago. I was like, he's I not know. going anywhere. He's committed. He wants to be here. Whether it's Urban or somebody else, I do think with the A&M thing, there's going to be somebody that emerges or leaves that nobody saw. Like, would you be the most surprised if Dabo did the leg drop on Clemson. Randy Savage <laughs> on Clemson and just was like, I'm at the NWO, brother. Screw you, Tyler from Spartanburg. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, nothing <laughs> would surprise me with that job at this point. Uh, nobody's brought up Bobby Petrino is on their staff, right? He uh, is. What did Sprague say for the year? Yeah. They didn't make him the interim head coach. I was kind of surprised by that. <laughs> well, don't worry. They're giving him time. Um, yeah, I think I would still go after Urban. I'll maintain that opinion. That oh, place does not gross. care about morals or anything. Gross. And I, that would be my first choice. I think the underrated choice would be Lane Kiffin. If, if you can't get somebody to jump at the pile of cash, Lane Kiffin is a good coach, but he's restricted with resources at Ole Miss, and I could see him jump into that job in a heartbeat. Uh, we put up a bull question. Why did College Game Day choose James Madison over Oregon State? And uh, 84% of you say scared to face the music. Definitely the thing. They can Definitely. say whatever they want. They're terrified of it. Definitely the thing. Josh Pate's going to be in Corvallis this weekend, and he joined the show today. You can go check that. Service Patriots Podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and Sprague, and at 1080thefan. I don't even know where to begin for tomorrow. We're going to have I a lot either. of leftovers. And Tons of leftovers. Go Broncos. Keep it close, please. Hey, got a gamble on the Broncos. Tonight. Broncos country. We riding? Like in the Broncos catching seven. Yeah, we like Is that. Is it seven or seven and a half? I think it's seven Okay. Right now. Okay. All seven right. and a half All gets right. me in. I'm in. Let's I'm go in. Broncos. Make that a show bet. Don't let me down, Broncos. There you go. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Calling us next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t